Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. And we are back with another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am one of your hosts, David O'Quinn, and I have Douglas. Say hello, Douglas. Hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Douglas will be hosting, and there's also, of course, Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, everyone. Hello, boys. And Yay! When, well, he says, when he says hello, boys, he's talking to the Johns that are by his window hawking for him. I know. So didn't, hello, you hear, um, didn't you hear all the cheers wait. after I said Hello. Just wait, guys. He'll be done in an hour, and then he will come and service every one of you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Before we get to Doug's hosting gig um, tonight, I just want to go around. How was everybody's weekend? Kyle, go ahead and go first. Um, Weekend's okay. I was just telling the boys about some upsetting news, but I won't go into details, but um, family's doing okay, and... For me, I got, I mean, the best part of the weekend was that I got to reconnect with someone I used to work with years ago who was in town for business, so we met out last night for drinks and just got to catch up, so it was really, really nice, so. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. And Doug? Uh, this, this weekend, this week is pretty much me just looking for a place to uh, call home once I move on November 1st down in L.A., uh, been on Craigslist, Roomsters, all these different places, trying to just, you know, get a feel for something. And uh, uh, this is going to be one of our topics, but I was able to finally get approved through a non-prepaid service on phone. So I actually was able to get a real contract with a real company with real services, and I ordered me a 5C. So I'm excited to get that on Tuesday. Cool. Nice. I actually have a 5C. Um, the iPhone 5C is blue, and I got a oh, clear case I got that one. And- and of course, I named her Blue Ivy. So, of course. <laughs> hey, well, duh. What else your... am I gonna name it? <laughs> well, what what phone company was the surrogate for this child? Um. Oh, uh, first. Oh, uh, we. Mm, you know. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you something, girl. I was watching. This is part of my weekend. Okay. So. I was watching the HBO On the Run special, and they showed picture video of Bay Preggers. She really was Preggers, and she really did have that baby. So it has been confirmed she really did birth that child. So, oh wow! I didn't uh, know that. Was, I didn't know she was already exposing here. her JJ. Um, they didn't show her JJ, but they showed her <laughs> pregnant belly. They showed her in the hospital. Um, they showed Blue Ivy. Um, right after she had given birth, they showed Beyonce all sweaty and her hair extensions were all messed up, so she actually did give birth. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. And um, what else happened this weekend? Um, I don't know. I just kind of getting into my groove, starting to pack now. And the best part of this weekend is Kyle surprised me by having Logo play Troop Beverly Hills, which is one of my favorite movies. So right now, I'm mute right now, and I'm just, like, loving it. It's the part where um, she was in court, and she's like, 
it's a Von Ronkel. You know that part? I, I just love that part where the, where the judge, like, comments on her outfit. And now they're outside yeah. talking about um, divorce. So, yeah. All right, Doug, you can uh, go ahead and start. Yeah, I just want to also add that I, I, I was able to see two movies this weekend. Also, I forgot to say, I went to go see um, a movie I've been waiting a long time to see called This Is Where I Leave You with uh, Jane Fonda, Jason Bateman, Adam Driver. I mean, the list just goes on. Uh, Tina Fey It's an all-star cast, and I thought it was a fantastic film, a very well-written family piece. And um, uh, the cops are coming to get me, so I'm going to have to stop posting now. <laughs> Yeah, I think the cops are coming to get Kyle for that hot booty of his being illegal. Okay. Um, Sorry. But anyway, I did see that. And then there was another movie I saw, which, you know, didn't do very well at the box office and got like 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I love me some Tahari, so I went to go see No Good Deeds, and it was really actually on my feet. I was like, I like that. I like that movie. It was good. It's about a psychopathic killer that gets out of jail and goes and terrorizes people. So... I thought that was a lot of fun. But anyway, let me, besides that, let me just uh, tell you something right quick. Okay, go ahead. That go ahead. movie would not work in real life. You know why? If Idris Elba came to my door, the last thing I would say is, hold on a minute, I'll get the phone. I'd be like, boo, come on inside. <laughs> you try to kill me? Wait a minute. Get the deed done first, and then you can kill me. <laughs> Hell, no, that movie is not realistic. Number one. And number two, let's just keep it real. Black folk... We don't last long in scary movies. So <laughs> exactly. I, I'm calling bullshit on this movie. <laughs> oh my god! Mm. But, but did you but did you see it or did you just see that preview? That, was that part of the preview? Oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna see that ratchet ass movie. Look, girl, calm down, calm down, damn. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I enjoyed it because I loved uh, Tahar. Is her name Taharji? Tahar? Tahar? Taraji. 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 Thank you. I could. It looks strange, so I've never been able to actually spell it. But anyway, she's a, she's she's great. I enjoy her, and she's on a TV show, isn't she? As well. She used to be. She's not anymore. Oh, what what's it, what show was that? I think it was Person of Interest. No. Something yes, like yes, that. I think correct. so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. Perfect. Well, this has been a big week in the technology world. We're just going to touch a little bit about this. Uh, you know, technology, you know, as soon as we hang up from this this conversation today, there's going to be like three new phones, um, new products from every Android and Apple. I mean, it's just, it's never ending. And no wonder we're so, you know, we are living in a world where we, 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 we fork over five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars not me, but a lot of people do, wait in lines like around the block like they're waiting for a Harry Potter movie to come out for a brand new phone that really isn't all that different from the one before. So this week we're mm-hmm. looking at the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus, which is like half of my iPad mini. I looked at my iPad mini, measured it, and it's literally half the size of my iPad mini. So in time, probably by 2017, we're going to be carrying iPad minis around up on our head. So anyway... Uh, as I said, I, I'm finally upgrading from a 4S to a 5C, but I would not pay that kind of that kind of craziness. It's beautiful, it's sleek, it's pretty, but I think these people are going crazy. And I don't, do you think it's do you think it's just why is Apple so? I mean, why is people so obsessed with Apple um, versus Android? It just seems like they're real, they they they're just. And, and also, my question also is, why do they make one every fucking year? Um, I mean, every year, mm. like, can I, can we ha- can we have a couple years to enjoy our phone? 
you know, drop it a couple times, get it replaced, you know, and then, you know, have fun with it. You know, no sooner you get one or someone like me who took me a year and a half to save up to get the five, you know, you know, you're never going to, some people can never get to that next level. But um, right. I, I just was curious on what everybody's thoughts were. Some, I don't think we're, I think, I'm not sure, I don't think we're all Apple users or not. I can't remember. I think, are, Kyle, are you an Apple user or are you Android? Um, I do have an Apple. Um, okay. I, this weekend, well, I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to technology. I'm not a big need to have it now when the new technology comes out. So I've been yeah. hemming and hawing on my old 8 gig 4S for the longest time. Well, my good friend who is a technology, you know, guru, he got the 6. And so he gave me his 5S. He didn't give it to me. He sold it to me because he didn't want to just give it to me. So I bought him dinner and stuff and just kind of – because we're friends. So he helped me set up everything. No, no, no. He's got a partner. It's not at all like that. Um, So we went to the AT&T store, got a new SIM card to change over my phone, which cost nothing, and then went to the Apple store because he wanted to buy a case for his 6. Well, and the line was huge. So when we get in there, you know, you bypass the line, and we're just going straight to accessories and such. But we were talking to the sales girl, and he's, like, flashing his six around, and he said, like, what are these people doing waiting in line, first of all? You know you can order that crap online and get it the next day and not have to wait hours. It's like you can wait a day and get it. What, what's, the, what's the appeal of, of that wait? I don't know. When, when you could order it online. Like, if there was no other way to get it besides waiting, then I understand. But I said, well, maybe yeah. a majority of these people are tourists, so they they want to buy it all in the states, which makes sense. But for anybody else, it's more like, why wouldn't you just do it online? So I don't personally get it because, like I said, I just got a five, and it's and I don't know my contract's been up and stuff, so I don't get the appeal. I just think that, in that respect to your other question, I just think Apple came out early enough and had the buzz about it, and then the people that kind of bought into it have stuck with it because I mean they do make excellent products. I mean, I'm not saying that Android doesn't. I'm just saying that Apple has high-quality products. And primarily the reason why something new comes out, and it's like, and you guys know, I'm in the retail industry, it's like because you got to keep with it, you know? I mean, just like when you drive a car off the lot, it loses its its depreciates in value because it's already old news once you bought it and drove it off the lot. It's the same thing with anything else with technology. So it's like, yes, people do need time to adapt, but it's like they're a company. They want money. It's like... It's, so it's up to people. You know, it's basically it's a choice for you, just like it is for me. Like yeah. Some people, it's a choice of expense. Some people, for me, it's just like, I'll wait, let everybody figure out what all the bugs are about, and then get it whenever I'm ready. I'm not, a, I'm not yeah. like that. So um, I think that's primarily the appeal of Apple, just because of its reputation and its products and stuff. I mean, the same people that have Apple are the same people that bitch about it, you know? So, yeah. But they don't change. So, I mean, it's just, I think it's just people in general. People want that next fix. So to say, so, so to speak, that they've got to always be up on technology. We're just some others are like, oh, I'll get it when I get it. I mean, and I've got uh-huh. the new five now, and I'm not really noticing anything except it's faster than my old phone. But other than that, it's like it was kind of a pain to get it restored and put my iTunes on it and stuff. So it's like, okay, but I have it. So that's just what. Yeah. That was my two cents. Well, thank you for your two cents. Let's add three cents to make a nickel. What are you up to uh, with this <laughs> new topic, David? <laughs> What did you say? I said that was his two cents. So let's add three cents to get yours to make it a nickel. Let's go <laughs> for you. <laughs> he was making a funny. Oh, oh I was next time, 
Don't try so hard, hon. Um, no, maybe you need to. Maybe you need to stop. Maybe you need to press off on the TD as opposed to just mute. So anyway, yeah. um, okay. <laughs> he's blinded by the ba- by the patches. Yeah. So one th- for a couple things. First thing is my favorite story of the iPhone Apple Six is the guy who first got the very first iPhone 6 was in the store on TV and he dropped it and he broke it. That was the <laughs> He did. He did. Right on live TV. Yep. Oh, my God. Freaking idiot. Number two. Speaking of ratchet, all right, why is it that some people, not necessarily just my people, some people are late on their rent, but they got the new iPhone 6. This is what I don't get. For me, I've gotten the iPhone 5C out of necessity. I had the iPhone 3 for a very long time with with um, AT&T. And then it actually stopped working, so I had to upgrade to the 4. And I really didn't want to, but I did because they weren't able to replace the 3. And then when I moved from AT&T to T-Mobile, I had to get the 5 because they wouldn't unlock my phone. So it's been out of necessity for me. I personally do not have the money, the time, or the desire to keep getting new phones. I just don't. I, it's not a priority in my book. But because of the fact that I have a new Chrome uh, notebook, I probably will go to an Android because most of the um, applications and all the stuff on the iPhone are now obsolete to me. So that's going to be my next phone, probably an Android. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely understandable. Um, I uh, have I started on Android or I started on Apple, went to the Android. Um, I had like that iPhone 3, I think it was, and then I went to Android when something big came out. And then I went from the 4 to the 4S, and I had a 4S for a while. And, you know, it's just like I said, it's just, it's just you know, not all of us have that kind of money and funds to keep up with these. And, and when you're on a prepaid like I was with Virgin Mobile, you have to pay full price for the phone, and then you get the $30 a month deal, which is which I love having the $30 deal. But, you know, now I'm just happy that... I have been able to finally, at age 40, work my credit up so now I can actually now rent an apartment on my own. I can get a phone, and I uh, was able to, I don't even know what else I got to do this week. But anyway, three things that were credit required, I was able to get fixed. Uh, So I'm moving up in the world and getting back my life that I ruined years ago. So anyway... Uh, so the Apple 6 is out. hope everybody that's got one enjoys it. I actually had a friend got on FaceTime and said, oh, my God, will you please watch me unbox my 6? And I'm just like, sure. So I, so I watched him. He's, he was all excited. So he, 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 he FaceTimed me and said, watch, I want to unbox it, and I, wanna watch, I, want, I want you to watch me get it. And, and then he gets it, and he looks at me, and he's like, oh. And I was like, you <laughs> paid all that money for it. So anyway, uh, I won't get an iPhone 6 until there's an iPhone 17 probably, so it's okay. Um, now, speaking of Apple, Apple, Apple oh, wait, wait do, you have, do you have something to say? Sorry. Who? I thought, you. I thought, I thought, I thought you had something to say, David. 
No, um, I'm just in, enjoying the music behind um, Kyle's window. That's all. I'm just, you know, it's called musical <laughs> horns. I don't know. Are you at Hunts Point, girl? Where you live? <laughs> <laughs> I think he lives in the meat packing district. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really why you moved there? Bro? You don't even work for the damn. You don't work for the Gap. You are the Gap. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, look, my phone is hovering near the end button. I wonder what does that mean. Oh, oh just love you. Uh, one other thing on the app. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to end on the, another crazy, crazy thing that Apple originally started, but the Android jumped on it and got it out mass-produced, but Apple's not going to have theirs out until the fall, I mean the spring of next year, and that's called the Apple Watch. Now, this is, Ugh. I've seen the, the Android version. A friend of mine has it and showed me, and it's, pretty, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's like George Jetson from when we were kids, like, wow, I, mean, I didn't know we would be able to ever have something like this. Um, they come in different styles. There's like four different kinds, like a sport and um, you know, a, a, a simple basic one. But did you know, excuse me, did you know that the premium one with the gold is going for $5,000 for that Apple phone watch? Oh, my God. $5,000 for a phone on your wrist. Who is going to pay that? I don't, and I think the uh, sport, like the cheapest one, is going to be like two ninety nine, three ninety nine, and it, yay, it's cool. I'm sure, I don't know if anybody you can go to Apple.com and click on watch, and you can see the videos and the pictures and all the different types, and there's like over a thousand different bands. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll change the way that we do stuff, but not for that price. Not sure as hell. But if you see the picture of the premium or whatever it's called, it's for like, it's like the Rolodex type, you know, it's like very fancy, 24 karat gold around it and stuff, it's just like, I don't want to be sitting in, in, a, in a, you know, in a board meeting, as if I was in a board meeting, I'd be bored in a meeting, but, I, and my phone, or my watch goes off, oh, excuse me, i got to take this, and it's my wife or whatever, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of crazy, what, I mean, I don't know if you guys seen the, the, the videos or the promos and stuff for the Apple Watch, what are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, watch, David? I think it's stupid because most people don't even wear watches. And I wear exactly. a watch out of necessity, and the watch doesn't even freaking work. I just wear it for accessory. Um, I I need to get a battery for it. But it looks cute on my wrist, so that's why I wear it. And like I said, in a year from now, it's gonna Apple's not going to be a part of my life anymore because I'm going to get the Android anyway. So why yeah. did I get a damn Apple watch? I, hmm. Is this part of Steve Jobs' vision? Is this part of his vision that he en- envisioned an Apple Watch for everybody? Like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just, yeah. Weird. Very strange. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's get out of that business. And, uh, and uh, oh, well, there was a, I don't know if you've seen, there was on, on my Facebook, there was an article where it, it says that the iPhone 6 is almost a clone of the Samsung Galaxy 5. Uh, size width and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and you know it's like they're kind of copycat. And the, the Android came out with the water first, and now here comes Apple. So you know it's just it's it's just never ending. Just get what you can afford, people. If you got to go on Virgin Mobile like I did and, and get yourself a, a, an inexpensive phone, as long as you can call, text, and send nude pictures to me, I don't really care what <laughs> kind of phone you have. <laughs> um, so okay, let's move on. Uh, 
Well, nobody. I don't. I don't believe anybody here, uh, as we talked about, watches uh, watches the View, which Rosie returned this week, right? I know David does, does it, and I don't think uh, 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 Kyle, did you watch it all, or you're a fan? I can't remember. I don't watch those hens. <laughs> those hens. Well, I'll just do a quick summary. I, I, week one's over with now. Uh, we 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 have Whoopi back, and we have. Uh, Rosie back. Well, Whoopi's already been there. She's the moderator, and then we have Rosie Perez, which I, you know, first impressions. I think she's she's going to be a good fit there. Uh, she's got that little, I think I don't know what her Brooklyn or you know whatever her accent is. She's got a little that, that little twang to it. That uh, not really twang, but whatever the hell that what do you call that accent? But then you got Nicole Wallace, who is a nicer version of Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Her and Rosie are actually, quote, France. They've talked about it. But they got into their little, I mean, the first two days were all, yay, yay, yay. And then now they're into their nitpicking and stuff, especially when it comes to politics. Because for those who listen and watch, Nicole Wallace was the communications director for George Bush. Boo. And uh, then she went to go work for the Cheney Palin campaign. <laughs> that didn't work out too great. So then she got a job at Good Morning America, and now she's on The View. So anyway, I give Rosie a three out of five this week because uh, the first day she sat with no shoes on, crossed on her, crossed her legs, and we saw her toes. And I just thought that was kind of creepy. But uh, the rest of the week she's, she was good. It was fun. But then, it, but she's also sort of like dominating. I can see her trying to, you know, when she come, when they all four come out at the beginning, she's the first one to come out, you know, hitting everybody's hands, that are, you know, slapping everybody's hands and getting everybody revved up and stuff. And so we'll see how it goes. A lot of positive feedback from people on, on uh, online. So speaking of TV, uh, let's see. The fall preview uh, TV guide and uh, Entertainment Weekly came out last week, and I just went through and highlighted like a three-year-old and just went just all over the place looking to see what new shows are coming, when the new sh- when my old shows are coming back. So I just thought I'd go around, you know, and we talk about what shows we watch already that we're excited that are coming back, and then um, and if you're familiar with any of the new shows that are coming out, what you're interested in. And there's some really, there are actually some really good, promising shows, but just like with every year. The ones I like get cut after three episodes, bam. So uh, what I do now, and this is just for me, I download every episode until I hear it's renewed, and then I watch it. Because I don't want to get involved with characters and plots and all that stuff and names, and then, bam, it's gone. And it happens all the time. So that's that's my new thing. Uh, and then I'll, I also give them almost every pilot a, a, a chance. But I'll, I'll go last up. Um, uh, David, what are some of your uh, favorites that you're ready to come back and some of the new ones that you've seen uh, uh, the premiere? Um, God. I watched like 40 shows, so I'm not sure. I just want all my shows to come back. So I'll just say that. Oh. Um, the new shows. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't go through them all. I just want them all to come back. Um, <laughs> the new shows I'm, I'm going to watch Gotham. Madam Secretary, which is premiered tonight. Um, Docker, which has um, Dylan McDermott in it. And the thing about that is that I love is Kevin Williamson of Dawson's Creek and um, Scream. He created this show. And because I feel that the following, which is another show he created on Fox, is one of my favorite shows. I'm going to watch this show. And um, can't wait for that one. And... The Flash, for some weird reason, I want to see the show. I kind of um, gave up on the CW. Um, uh, now that I have, like, I'm I'm over Stephen Amell, so I kind of gave up on the CW. But for some weird reason, I don't know why I want to see the show. 
I, I can't I, explain why. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm kind of like David um, Dugworth. Like, I watch so many shows that it's like I'm just looking forward to them coming back. I know next week mm. is the big week, you know, like, um, you know, the, the comedies, the dramas. I'm just kind of looking forward to getting all the shows back. But um, the few that I'm anticipating it should be good because I'm kind of like the same thing. I, I hate to watch a show and then all of a sudden it go but you know go bust because I've done that before or it just or it just suck like hostage. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing um, for dramas. I'm, I'm gonna definitely watch the first episode of Gotham. I am the I, I cannot stand Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith, but I think mm-hmm. the rest of the cast and the the kind of the art direction and just everything else looks it looks very slick and I think it could be a good show and I really mm-hmm. like McKenzie so I think I'll give that yeah. a couple of episodes and see how I can get along with it I'm not that's typically not the genre that I'll watch um, yeah. but we'll see um, I definitely want to watch um, I'm not it's not that I don't like the producer I'm not a big I don't watch a lot of Shonda Rhimes shows but I will be watching How to Get Away with Murder because I love Ola oh, yeah. Davis so mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in, in seeing that kind of sh- that show. Only because mm-hmm. um, you know I don't watch Scandal. I know it's the big thing, but I, I, it's just too late for me to get into it. And um, I never liked Grey's Anatomy, so it's like I just I think How to Get Away with Murder will be good for me. It'll be like kind of like my revenge show, so it'll be fun. And then right. for comedies, I'm looking forward into seeing because on the Wednesday, I think it's the Wednesday night with Modern Family and all the other the middle. They're gonna have Blackish, which looks a little. It could be a little charming, so I'm gonna watch that um, just to kind of see what. Because Anthony Anderson and Lawrence Fishburne are producing, so let's see how that kind of works out. It could be a little, you know, could be a little interesting. And then I want to watch definitely um, Marry Me because the writer of Happy Endings, which I love that TV show. Yeah. I don't know why they took it off the air. Such a good show. He, um, he, his wife is Casey Wilson, who was formerly of Saturday Night Live, and she was also on Mar- uh, she was Penny on um, Happy Endings. She's the lead on this show called Marry Me, and it's with her. And um, Ken, I don't know, his, I forgot his last name. Ken, I could see Marino. it, but I forgot it. Yes, Ken Marino. Marino. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to watch that because, I, cause, I mean, if it's, if it's anything as smart and witty as Happy Endings was, then this should be kind of fun. And Casey Wilson is so darn charming. So I definitely oh, want to see so that. funny. And then the other thing is I'm probably going to watch American Horror Story Freak Show. It's probably going to freak well, yeah. me out, but it's like I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to give it a try. I mean, Unfortunately, you know, Coven was good. It kind of ended poorly, and um, Asylum just was all over the map. So I'm hoping this will be kind of a little bit more of um, put together, you know, kind of refined, mm-hmm. kind of like how the first one was. So those yeah. are the shows that I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, one more show I, I didn't mention was called The McCarthy's, and I think that this mm-hmm. is going to be one of those silent shows that everybody – it's like a sleeper hit. It's actually about a um, Tyler Ritter, who's John Ritter's son, um, he plays an openly gay guy living in Boston who goes to Rhode Island to coach his, to be the assistant coach for his dad's basketball team. And of course, I have to support anything that deals with Eastern Mass. And then the added gay element, I just think it's going to be super awesome to see some a positive role model, you know, for for the gays. So I'm very excited well, and, about that. And that's actually on and CBS. And Lori is hilarious. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love her. Love her. But love her. but the only bad thing is, like, the things I'm reading about it, it's not there. It's not – I'm not reading good things about it. So I'll – but I'll definitely give it a try. It, I mean, hey, I mean, Two Broke Girls is one of the worst shows on television, and it's a hit. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. I don't go exactly. by critics because – the critics always 
hate what I love and always love what I hate. So I definitely don't go by critics because they didn't really like Pacific Rim, and that was one of my favorite movies. And the critics hated Is that Sex in the City the first Never season. mind. So, girl, <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. Um, they didn't like Sex in the City the first season, and I loved it since episode one. So I'm just saying critics aren't always reliable. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the people who that decide when they cancel these shows, like I don't, I can't play mm. a, a show offhand because there's been so many. But you know, you you get two or three episodes in, and then bam, oh sorry, canceled. And it's like I don't really understand because I don't know the business. But how in the world can you tell that soon? Even even one, I think, has dropped that for one episode. You know, these people, there's crew members, there's actors, there's directors, there's producers, and then bam, your show's canceled after one. I mean, it, you 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 picked up the pilot. Why aren't you going right. to pick up the rest of the show? So it doesn't make sense. Well, to me. so Sex in the City, yeah, the ahead. early version, that was um with Anna Anna Sophia Rob. I love that show, and it was on its second season. The show was doing good, I thought, and it was great. I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. And they canceled it after two seasons, yet 90210, the reboot, went on for five years. I mean, really? I don't, exactly. I don't understand. <sighs> yeah, so. And another show um, that I'm excited, especially to return, is Sleepy Hollow, because that show, I don't know if you watch it, Kyle or Doug, but... Ichabod Crane is from the 1800s, and he's transported here. And just some of the things that he sees are just so hilarious. I mean, like, he saw a horse riding towards him in the TV, and he ducked down because he thought it was going to hit him. And he didn't know how to <laughs> shoot a gun. And and he's just so, it's so funny. It is so funny and scary and creepy. And same with Grimm. Grimm's another one. But also The yeah. Blacklist. I don't know if you guys watched that. Mm-hmm. It's such a smart show. I got That's confused, what I've heard. so I actually have to rewrite. I have to rewatch it because I got really confused. So I'm gonna have to rewatch it, but it was really good. When I wasn't confused, it was really good. So, so what about you? Oh, what shows are you excited? Uh, well, of course, um, I'm with I'm with uh, Kyle with American Horror Story. I've watched every season. Um, I've enjoyed them all. They, they've all had their you know, moments of could have been better, could have been less, et cetera, but I enjoy Ryan Murphy and everything that he produces. Um, the first thing I want to say is if anybody, I don't know if anybody on the panel, but anybody listening has picked up and watched the, well, not picked up, but watched the premiere episode of Red Band Society, which opened this, or started this week on um Oh, I on, TV on Fox. Um, it oh. is remarkable. I mean, for me, I was just like, wow, what a show. It's about a group of people, uh, patients who are in, you know, a pediatric care who have either cancer or, you know, some kind of disease and they're living inside this, they live inside the hospital that they're being taken care of. Uh, Octavia Spencer plays in it and um, also Dave Annabelle from Brothers and Sisters plays in it and he's the main doctor. So it's sort of like, um, I, I can't really kind of compare to anything because I've never seen anything like it but it was really good it was it's emotional but it's funny uh it's very current the kids are does do not act like they've got anything wrong with them uh I mean it's just I think I highly recommend it um if you can catch it on fox.com or uh on uh, Hulu or something definitely actually it's on Hulu because that's where I watched it definitely check it out so that was just one that already premiered um 
like you said, Madam Secretary, debut, debuts tonight at 8.30. Um, tomorrow, Gotham, I'm excited for, uh, debuts at uh, 8 o'clock on Fox. Uh, there's one that I want to definitely um, want to promote because it's on Amazon Stream only, and it's called Transparent. And I believe, I think I talked to you, or you talked about it on one of your shows, David, but it's about Jeffrey Tamborn, who is a very well-known actor, is married and has kids, but he goes by Mora because he's a transvestite cross-dresser, and his 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 uh, family's trying to uh, deal with it. So he goes by the name of Mora. The kids are trying to deal with it. The kids have their own issues, so they're going to be tackling that, but it's also the, the relationship between the wife and the husband. Uh, so it's called Transparent, and it debuts uh, September 26th on Amazon Prime. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And also, How to Wait, How to Get Away with Murder, uh, that opens on 20th, September 25th. I say open like it's a movie. So uh, I definitely am excited about that. Um, I was a huge, huge fan of uh, of Mom last year because that's, there's, there's, for me, there's not been any good comedies, in my opinion, like the old days of Will and Grace and Friends and, and, and such like that. Um, but Mom's coming back, so I'm really excited that that got picked up. Uh, Revenge is back on September 28th, so that's a good one. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. There's one called Bad Judge and has Kate Walsh from uh, Private Practice and Grey's Anatomy. It's only it's a half-hour comedy, so it's going to be seeing co- uh, Kate Walsh in a comedy aspect instead of you know being a, a nurse or a doctor or a surgeon. Um, Homeland. Oh, finally, it's almost here. It's time for Homeland. I don't know if you guys watch Homeland, but it's coming. It's coming back October 5th. Do you guys watch Homeland? Nope. No, um, I don't have. I don't have those cable channels, so I don't, and I, and, you know, and I don't really, I mean, I, and I kind of just got away from Netflix, but I, I mean, I hear it's a great show, but I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of bad hashtags, but I can't stand Claire Danes, so I can't watch it. That, that's okay. That's why this is so good. We all have different views on, you know, what we enjoy and stuff. Um, I will hook you up, David, with the pilot episode of The Flash after we are off the show. I enjoyed the pilot, so I'm going to see what you think about it. Um, Chelsea Handler fans, she, of course, you know, her show ended a few weeks ago. She's going to Netflix in 2016. She has a special, her first ever stand-up comedy special, you got to be kidding me, is going to be uh, on October 10th on Netflix, and then she has four separate specials in 2015 to gear up for her 2016 talk show. So you got to be kidding me, October 10th, Netflix. Um, for those who those you know, that like horror-type films or horror shows like, you know, Grimm and, and Sleepy Hollow, well, we have Constantine, which is, if you remember, there was a film mm-hmm. uh, with Keanu Reeves that was uh, in it, and that one's going to be another one I'm interested to see. It's going to be on uh, October 24th. Uh, let's see. The other one is this one really cracked me up when I was going through my um, my my magazine, Entertainment Weekly. But the comeback with Lisa Kudrow is coming back, and this time around, this is season two. It's going to be a behind the scenes of her character. I mean, the of the actress getting her show back. So it's so the, the plot is so confusing. So I have no idea how she's going to be able to do this. Plus, she's doing web therapy um, season three or four as well. So uh, those are just some of the ones that I'm excited about as far as new. Otherwise, Revenge, I can't wait to see Revenge. And uh, But there's you know, there's just too much. You know, now we have streaming television. There's stuff that streams like Netflix, Hulu, DirecTV, Amazon. You know, channels that used to be like TLC that would just be about learning channels now have original, original shows now. E just used to be about news. Now they have all their stuff. So Bravo, etc. all these shows, 
all these channels have all these shows now that's just oversaturated with television. So our brains are like, oh, my God, you know. And so it's very hard to do a pop culture show and talk about, hey, what do you think about this when there's like 17,000 other shows that we maybe like, too. So anyway. But this has been, this is the most boring season premiere, though, fall season premiere. Like, I literally took maybe, like, five minutes and found shows that I really want to see, whereas Mm -hmm. other years I've been like, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to see all this. I'm like, yeah, I'll see a couple. But I did want to mention one more that I secretly, I have to tell you that I have a secret crush on him. His name is Jake McDornan, and he's, like, this tall thin, blonde guy that if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, he's kind of average looking. And then he was on Shameless and he has like zero butt whatsoever. It's like literally a flat back. But he's on this new comedy called Manhattan Love Story. And I'm not really sure what it's about, but just because he's on it, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> did he show his so butt Shameless? He did, and I was so disappointed because it looked like it was just his back extended. And oh with a slit in it, and I just was like, oh, bless his heart. He's got a good personality. So you never, you didn't, you never watch Greek on ABC Family? No, but he was in this movie, and this is kind of why I'm obsessed with him. Well, then you, you know, Greek was so good. Did you see that? Um, no. He played the Craigslist killer, which, um, I have this other secret thing where I'm going to admit it. I secretly think some serial killers are hot. I know that's weird, but I always thought Philip was hot. And so I watched the show and I like fell in love with Jake. And there's this one scene where it's not showing him like naked or anything, but he's like obviously humping this girl. And it was like the sexiest scene ever. I don't know why. So I've been obsessed with him ever since. In the Craigslist killer? Ah. <sighs> You're missing the point. Um, well, first of all, the Craigslist killer was creepy for me because he was in Boston the same time I was, and he oh. lived in the apartment building where my friends lived. So it was kind of creepy. Oh wow! But yeah, well, yeah. I just think that Greek was one was a really, really well done show on ABC Family, and it was about fraternities and sororities. And then um, one of the oh. characters, one of the African American characters on the fraternity, was openly gay, and everyone just. You know, so there was like it was a it had a great positive message about this geeky guy that went to college. He was a freshman. His sister was very mm-hmm. popular, and it's just their relationship, and then her relationship with Jake McDormand's character and her other ex boyfriend. It was it's if you ever get you know like maybe a summertime and you want to binge watch something, Greek is just really 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 good. Um, Spencer oh, okay. Grammer is in it, so um, so anyway. Oh, so was my um, other hottie, Scott Michael Foster. Mm. Well, yeah, they're the two love interests oh. Spencer Grammer in the in the in the show. So oh, you, it's basically so yeah. Um, but the one show that I did happen to see the pilot, and I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm sure it's only driven for star power, but it's one of the worst things I've ever seen is the mysteries of Laura. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Was never missing. Oof. Oh my god, it was it was so Oof. bad. It's it like, looked bad like, in the previews. Oh, I wanted to give it a chance because I like Deborah Messing, no. and I'm thinking like, no, no girl, no. No, 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 this was bad. No. Bad, bad, It looked bad. bad from the, well, first of all, the title, is it, like, The Mysteries of War? Really? Really? Is, is well, this, it's like, based, Nancy Drew? Like, it was based on a telenovela, so it's like, you uh, know, Well, no wonder. Now, instead of stealing from the Brits, we're stealing from the Latins. <laughs> 
and we see how well that's worked out, Ugly Betty. I mean, it only lasted for four seasons, and then it was gone. People, get it together. Well, Be original. Well, four, uh, four seasons is actually pretty good for a show. Uh, yeah. Well, Will and Grace was, what, five? So, yeah. Yeah, but Will and Grace could have lost, lost a couple of seasons, too, because not every season was great. Well, I don't even go into that conversation. Mm. I know, but still, you don't have to last ten seasons to be good. You can four seasons is. I mean, granted, one short of, um, uh, what's that thing where they pick up the show and they can run it everywhere else? Syndication. Syndication, yeah. So anyway, but enough about that. (laughs) All righty then. Uh, All right. Well, we. We got that excitement out of the way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, with 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 uh, with TV comes also music. There's also fall music coming out. But I was just curious. There's one thing I like to do on Twitter is is ask my followers, hey, is there any musicians out there that's not the Madonna and Gaga of the world that you could recommend? Because I love listening to new new music, new artists. They may not be new to you guys out there listening, but they may be new to me. And I've come across a lot of great indie artists. So I was just curious. If you guys had, you know, a few that you could recommend that you really enjoy and that you would like to promote, and if you know their Twitter name, that way I can like follow them and get to know them and and, and the listeners as well. So, um, David, I, I know you you love music and you, so I didn't know if maybe you could start and give me some give me some. Girl, you ain't ready for this, Jelly. Okay, um, one of my favorites right now, and he is. He's not only my favorite because he's a good singer, but he is freaking gorgeous. His name is um, Aiden Leslie, and it's at A-I-D-E-N-L-E-S-L-I-E. His music mm-hmm. is really techno-y slash poppy. Really good. Really, really good. I like it. And like I said, he's gorge, but back off, he mine, girl, he mine. Um, and then my other would have to be Matt Ryan. Um, it's M-A-T-T-R-Y-A-N-Z. He's sort of more poppy than Aiden, less techno, but he actually does concerts and stuff, and he's from this area. He's really good. He has The thing about Matt that I love is he's very personable, and he, he's got, like, so much going on. He... he Somebody, he'll put out a, a, a picture of a hot guy. And mm-hmm. let's say I respond, oh, my God, who is that? And 50 other people respond, who is that, and they love him or whatever. He responds to, I don't know how he does it, he replies to every single comment. And I, I just have an affinity for people who do that. You know, Miles does that, too. And I just think that yeah. people that, that do that kind of thing are just great people, so... But his music is pretty good. He has his um, EP on iTunes if you want to check it out. But those would be my two. I don't have a third. Sorry. That, that's okay. That's okay. So I will definitely. I wrote those down. So I'll definitely uh, check those mm-hmm. out. I love hearing uh, new, new music and new artists. Uh, Kyle, do you have any uh, artists that you love that maybe we don't know about? Oh, so I can't mention some people that I listen to. Like I can't mention Ashley or Kylie then. <laughs> yeah, those are A-listers. I mean, A-list. Well, I don't know about uh, oh, uh, that one you mentioned. She's more like a D-lister. But anyway, um, Kylie's hey, an A-lister. I, um, I don't listen to new music. I don't listen to the radio. I basically listen to a lot of crap that I love already. And then what I do is like when I go out or somebody, it's like some artist is being mentioned. Like recently, uh, 
people are talking about Ariana Grande, and I was like, I don't know what she sings. And then all of a sudden, I'm I'm at the I'm at I was at a bar with a friend of mine, and I hear keep hearing that song. This is part of the problem, or whatever. This song's like, oh, I like this song. Who is this? And they're like, that's Ariana Grande. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well maybe I'll give her a try. I'm not promoting her, but I'm just saying I give her a try. But when you did post this question to us about like this will be one of the topics, the thing that I decided to do since I like I said I can't really pimp any nobody new singers because I don't really follow music that well. I just follow what I like. I'm kind of old school that way. So I thought of three people that I would that, that would be interesting for people to go back and actually listen to because they're kind of they're they're not relevant anymore, but they could you know just could take a, a listen to. So um, one of them is I don't know if you guys do you guys remember the the British boy band Take That with Robbie Williams that was years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I followed the, the lead singer Gary Barlow. I think he was a host on The Voice or um, uh, something Britain's Got Talent, one of those shows in London. So I have a couple of his solo albums that were really good. Like, so the, he would be a good person to kind of check out. Just, he's just like a you know British pop star. He had a lot of ballads and stuff, like that, but he's written all of his own music, gotten a lot of awards and stuff for writing these songs that were big, huge hits. So he tried to have a career here in America. Clive Davis was going to... Um, he had one mm. single that was released that didn't really go anywhere. And then I read his autobiography, and he, talk, he talked about how at some Grammy party, Clive Davis kind of brought him out and had him sing to, like, Whitney Houston was there, all of the Clive Davis family. And he felt really bad because he was kind of unprepared for this. Like, Clive just kind of threw him out there, and he didn't get a chance to rehearse. And, like, the music was, like, not – was faster than what he was singing. So it was just kind of a big old shit show, basically. And he just thought, I just screwed myself over front of Clive Davis and all these, you know, musicians. So I, so he kind of thinks that, I mean, among other things, he just wasn't promoted well, so it didn't get far. So he's one. And then another that I thought about on the female side is now that Taylor Swift is now the new queen of country and she's, you know, got that whole crossover with pop songs with Shake It Off and stuff, I'm thinking, like, how about we throw back to the original that's kind of given us – she wasn't the original that did the whole country cro- crossover thing, but she kind of propelled it with Shania Twain. She's now in Vegas. Um, performing, but it's like um, mm. I would be a, a nice person to take a, re, a re-listen to the, like her early albums and such about she was a, you know, other artists have done it, but she was a true I think a true um, pioneer when it came to the pop country crossover, like she went gangbusters, I mean it was crazy, so just yeah. kind of listening to her, so those are just the only kind of two people I thought like kind of, kind of bring out into people's mindset, but yeah, I don't have any new music, so, but at least you know, you guys will have some, so I can always, like, check those out, especially the ones, like, I mean, I'll take a listen to the ones David requ- David suggested. You said it was Matt Ryan and some other dude. Yeah. Um, Aiden Leslie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And also, just just for, for for us also, if you could do, a like, a follow Friday or a, something like that so I, and I, so I can see them, so I can click on it and hit follow, because that way I can go investigate and download their music, because I like to support artists like that. I don't want to pay you know, for, like, the Madonnas and Gagas of the world uh, because they, are, they don't need the money, but it's these artists that I'm talking about here that really we need to support them because they're the ones out there working their ass off trying to, to get a name for themselves, and they are more talented than the Lady Gagas of the world. And I'm, I just use her because, you know, she's, you know, an A-lister. Well, not on my list, but she's she's a huge artist. So that's what I'm just saying. I, I like the indie artists and the artists that, you know, we don't, you don't hear on the radio because the radio only plays Anaconda 17 times an hour from Nicki Minaj. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get to hear the good music and not very many uh, cities have stations that play the actual indie artist type music. So 
So you Thank listen you to them before they sell out. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I did forget one person. Um, he's a DJ, and he's a he's somebody oh, that I, I personally DJ, dear. Oh, mine out of the gutter. Um, his name is DJ Ranny. He's another hottie. He's Brazilian, and he's just yummy. He is one of the funniest people. You have to follow him. Hilarious. The pictures and some of the things that he puts up is quote. He is hilarious. But I'll definitely tweet his stuff out. But um, also, every time I think of Shania Twain, I think of the fact, and this is kind of why kind of she creeps me out. I think of how she raised her brother and sister after her parents died, how she met Mutt Lang and how they had this wonderful working relationship. Then they got married and had a baby. Then they got divorced, and Mutt married her best friend, and she married her best friend's husband. So mm-hmm. I can't. It, it creeps me out talking about Shania Twain because of that. Like she's literally married to her best friend's husband now, and her best friend is married to her husband. It's just that's such creepiness. Ugh, I just can't. I can't get over it. So I I I can't support Shania. I'm sorry. She's creepy. Fine. Okay. You, well, you, everyone has their weird idiosyncrasies, so that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> we all have the rights to say uh, what we want to feel. This is uh, yeah. What, what is what is the tagline of this? The view with balls. So you know you've got balls to say your view. There you go. Um, oh. Well, I, I got four, uh, but I, I mean I, I have like 125 probably. But uh, I uh, do a lot of indie interviews on my show on air with Doug, and I just want to promote some of them. And I think they're great artists and singers. Uh, just yesterday, or a few days ago, I had a new up-and-coming singer-songwriter called Jesse Macht, uh, and you can follow him at, at Jesse Macht, which is M-A-C-H-T music. Uh, he's brilliant. I mean, we had, I, normally my interviews are only like 20 minutes with an indie artist. We talked over an hour. I mean, I had such a great connection with him, and chemistry-wise, he, and his music was fantastic. So um, he's like a singer-songwriter. Uh, I, I can't really get of his genre, really, because you have to just go to Jesse Macht. Uh, music.com and really let's watch his brand new video uh, to his new song and also you can uh, buy his album this uh, Tuesday. Um, just a little shout out there for him. Uh, another one is Keaton Simons. When, uh, yeah, last week I said that I saw Katie Tagal in concert and opening for her was uh, Keaton Simons, which is Eric Roberts' uh, stepson. And he has a voice like I've never heard and when I heard it live it was even more phenomenal. And he's been on my show a few times as well but his albums are just really just like a guitar and just Singing and just he writes his own stuff, who I, which I love when they write their own stuff. Uh, so you can follow him at Keaton Simons, which is S I M O N S. I recommend them. Um, and uh, there's a gay folk artist that I've known for a long time. We've been friends or associates or whatever uh, at least for ten years now, and I've seen him in concert a few times here and a few times back in uh, Houston. And his name is Eric Hyman. So you can follow him at Real Eric underscore Hyman H I M A N. No hymen jokes, okay, from the vaginas out there. Um, but anyway, he's a, a fantastic guitar and piano player and has got this, this rock folk music voice that's just brilliant. And you can go to erichyman.com to, uh, to to learn more about him and listen to him. And then last but not least, you guys may have or may not have heard of this artist. His name is Jay Brannon. You can follow him at Jay Brannon, B-R-A-N-N-A-N. He's a singer-songwriter. He has a new album that's coming out. Uh, he's on tour right now, so you can go check him out. And that's jaybrannon.com uh, to check him out and follow him as well. So He's on, Insta- he's on Instagram as well. 
Yeah, yeah, he is, and he posts some great pictures. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you know who he is. That makes me that makes me feel good. But he has a new album out that's really, really good. And I'm trying. To, I try to get him on my show, but he's like, I, I would love to, but I do not do radio interviews. I was just like, oh, okay, but I'll keep I'll, I'll keep promoting you. So that's cool. So now I'm gonna to listen to everybody's music that you checked out that you guys said, and I'll uh, I'll definitely uh, help promote them as well because I love promoting music and people that you know that we love to enjoy to listen to. So. Uh, since we're coming up on the hour, I'm going to skip the last one so we can talk about the big elephant in the room that happened this week in daytime, and I'm going to let uh, David talk about this. So, David. Oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to talk about Honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh, girl, <laughs> that's not even the big – this is bigger than that, okay? This is bigger than that. Nobody's that bigger than shocking. Mama June. Nobody's bigger <laughs> than Mama June. I, I literally gasped when I heard about that. And if you guys don't know, what he's talking about really quickly is that Mama June and Sugar Bear broke up. Give me a minute. They broke up. <laughs> they broke up. And I just can't oh my deal with it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, I love them because, you know what? I've watched them since episode one, and all my friends called me Honey Boo Boo. All of my friends called me that because I was obsessed with the show. And the reason why I'm obsessed with it is because even though these people could have made twenty, thirty, forty thousand an episode because they were ratings were through the roof, they settled for ten thousand per episode. They are just normal people. I just I love them. And I can't wait to meet Mama June one day. I'm not gonna take love advice from her, but I just can't wait to hang out with her. And I'm gonna give Lana a dollar to make a holla and I'm just really sad right now. Really sad. But what Doug is talking about, I need to clear my throat for a minute. <clears> throat> yeah, get yourself together, girl. But <sighs> Young and Restless has let go their current head writers. I'm very happy about that. They have decided to hire Charles Pratt Jr. If you don't know him, he... He and Robert Guza turned Melrose Place around back in the day and made it scandalous, which was awesome. He also worked with Robert Guza and turned General Hospital around before it got really mobby. And then he left. And then he did the unthinkable. He ruined all my children. And when I say he ruined all my children, I mean Susan Lucci, the queen diva herself, in an article to Michael Logan said, Chuck Pratt brought the entire cast into an office and said, I don't care about your vision. I don't care about the fans. I'm going to do what I want. And left it at that. He was there for a year, ruined the show, then got fired. And after that, the show was so unwatchable, so unrecognizable, there was no way to recover. There was no way for, for the show to ever bounce back. Now, the show did something even worse is they hired David Kreisman. And a lot of you Guiding Light people know David as the man who killed Guiding Light. This man is the worst head writer in daytime. He first killed Guiding Light, then he killed all As the World Turns this last year, and then he went to All My Children. I don't know why they did this, but whatever. So Chuck Pratt is now the co-executive producer and solo head writer of The Young and the Restless. There are stars on the show that did not know this, and I had to tell them. That's how bad it is. 
I am hoping one of two things. Either he learned his lesson from all my children and he said, you know what? I'm happy to be working again. I am going to learn my lesson and I'm going to be a good head writer this time. Or he was brought in to kill the show. One of the two. Because if CBS could kill the very first television program in American history, which was Dynamite and was on for 72 years, if they can kill that show, they can kill the top show since 1989. Sorry, that's my two cents, and I am livid right now. Livid. I even tweeted him, and I'm like, are you here to kill our show or make it better? I don't care. I don't care. I'm pissed. Yeah. I even yeah. put out a petition. I am. You did? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know I don't put All out right. petitions, but I am pissed. Either You do put out an petition. So. Either, I'm going to ignore you. Either they get Ed Scott back <laughs> and Kay Alden back, you know, the two people who put Young the Restless at number one in the 80s, or they just give the shows to Oprah. Because she did a trial run with All My Children and One Life to Live, and they were very successful on own. So one of those two things needs to happen, because right now it looks like CBS does not. I'm going to pull a Kanye West. CBS does not care about daytime. I mean, ugh, I'm just, I'm livid. 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 Well, I don't have any uh, input because I don't. I didn't know about him. Um, you know, Ugh. as a soap watcher, I was just a watcher. I didn't read all the details and knew all the gossip. And now with social media, we know everything and everybody's opinion. Uh-huh. And we hear the left, right, in the middle, up and down, anywhere. But when that news broke this week, my Twitter was on fire because, for one thing, people who didn't know who he was thought, Oh, this is amazing because the way the president mm-hmm. announced that he was the new executive producer and head writer. So many people were like, Oh my god, JFP is gone. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No. Still the showrunner. She's yeah. not gone, people. We have no. now added someone who has killed some soaps as you just said, had killed some soaps and, and stuff in the past. So we're possibly, like you said, either gaining somebody who has learned a lesson or we're getting someone who's going to cancel our show, who's going to just throw more actors are going to leave, end up in general hospital and or off the show period, and the show is just going to be cancellation, and CBS is going to get rid of soaps altogether. I think somebody and I said somebody said that this week to me. So, uh, so for those that are listening, it's not great news, but let's give them a chance. Just like all people, let's give them a chance. But we, when you have yeah. a reputation, just like uh, uh, Jill Farron Phelps. Hers was a horrible reputation, so we knew what we were getting ourselves into this. But when he turned around the soaps and shows that he did, you know, and did good, but then he also ruined, you know, a very popular now canceled show. So it's kind of very iffy. So we got to give him a shot. He's going to go in there. He's going to be the head writer now. Maybe he can turn some stuff around. But you know what? And, this, and I've seen some of the twitters on this. Some people are actually starting to enjoy YNR right now for the first time. I in a am. Long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and now we're know, getting. We're, I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I gave JFP a chance when she first came on. And she wasn't that bad yeah. when she first came on. Then I got all yeah. comfortable with her, and the bitch just stabbed me in the back. So I'm hesitant to yeah. give this guy a chance because, like I said, all my children, he sucked. General Hospital, he did good, and he, he's got Emmys to prove how good he was on General Hospital. But guess what? Yeah. When he was on General Hospital, 
guess who his executive producer was? JFP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'm thinking she hired him, and I think Bob Guza is right around the corner. Oh He's Lord! Be the next I heard one hired. about that on my the first year of my show. Mm-hmm. All my co-host was about his ABC show folks, and all I heard about was Guza, Goza, whatever his name is, and I don't want him. Yeah. So, I just, anyway, what so, I would hope yeah. for him is I hope when a head writer comes on a show. They take out the best of every, of that show and highlight it. For Young and Restless, yeah. you want to tell sophistication, business, family-oriented shows. I am yes. terrified that they are going to do what they did on General Hospital, which would accentuate the mob, because the mob was prevalent under Charles Pratt Jr. and um, Robert Guza, and I don't want Young and the Restless to be about the mob. It's not about the mob. It's about sophistication. Fresh flowers yeah. sent to the set every day, like high class. What, what sports to use for the salad? Like it's very dynasty of daytime, and it's not yeah. that way right now. So, <sighs> okay, I'm done. Okay, well, um, I, I know uh, Kyle. Do you have anything to say to that? Because I know you don't watch Weinar now, but I don't. I don't recall if you know anything about this guy or not. No, I, I whenever you guys started posting that on Facebook, I just kind of looked him up to see what other kind of shows he was involved in. I think it was he on Melrose Place. He did some nighttime yeah, yeah. as well, so which I liked. So, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm not. I, I never watch. I mean, I only watch. I I didn't watch the same shows that you guys watched that were like one night to live and journal guiding light and stuff. So I don't really have an opinion. So and for me, as you know, I don't watch Young and the Restless anymore. So. For your sakes, I do hope it's a good thing, but that's about all I can say. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't wish I don't wish ill for Young and the Restless. I just don't want to watch it anymore. So for my for you guys and the fans of Y and R, it's like I definitely hope that this, you know, it's a scary thought as what Mimi was saying, but it's like honestly, if, if we look positive, hopefully it's a good thing. But if it's not, then that that'll suck for you guys. So I'm going to offer, you know, yeah. All right. Well, let's just uh, wrap up real quick with uh, summer's over with now. Let's, we can just go around real quick and just say, you know, what, what did we accomplish this summer? I mean, I, I, uh, what do we, what do, was there any goals that you had set from summer that you accomplished? And if you didn't, what are you going to try for the fall and winter to to accomplish? So, Kyle, uh, I know you made a big move this year, so that was one. Congratulations on the big job promotion and move across the country from coast to coast. But anything else that you want to add to that uh, topic about this this summer? Um, No, not too much. I mean, basically, after, you know, being laid off and just kind of finding out what the next step was for me, for my career and my life and stuff like that, and just kind of making this move. So I think that was, one of the immediate goals that I had to accomplish right away. So I think that's checked off. And right now it's just more of like settling in, you know, reconnecting with my friends that have lived out, that live out here, keeping the old ones and just getting closer to my family and also getting my fat ass back to the gym. Those are my goals. Okay. Well, uh, all right. That's great. Get back to the gym, (laughs) you fat ass. Damn. Thank you, uh, David. Uh, I know you've been uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff that went on this summer too. So, is there anything that you got accomplished and haven't got? What are you going to do for the fall? Um, 
I wanted to have all three books out by the summer. I got that. I wanted to have a new job. I got that. I actually wanted to also catch up on my bills, and because of the new job, I got that. Um, my summer movies, hanging out with family. Um, the only couple things that I haven't done, which I want to obviously do going to fall, fall slash winter, I want to eat better and exercise more. But also, I have some friends that I haven't hung out with this year that I really, really, really want to hang out with now that I'm in a better place financially, career-wise, mentally. Um, so I hope to do that this, this fall, winter. Oh, well, that sounds good. Uh, for me, this summer was uh, a continuation of, of, of my own soul-searching and, and growing and evolving. Uh, the only bad thing that really happened this summer was I ended up in the hospital for the first time in 40 years, which was sucks. Uh, my goal was to go to school uh, due to my health, as many of the listeners know, didn't work out that way. Um, so now, once I moved to L.A. Uh, on November 1st, my first and priority goal not only is my health and my shows, but I am going to start that book finally. And, and I do apologize for such a long wait, but it's been a, it's been a very uh, interesting year. So uh, I'm ready to, to get on that. So that's, my, that's, that's, what I, that's where I'm from and where I'm going. So now I'm going to cool. give it back to you. So, David, um, I'm done. Thank you so much for letting me co-host, co-host or host this episode. I appreciate that. And now it's back to you. Um, yeah, any final words, Kyle? No, I just want to just wish you guys a very great week. And then um, um, do we know if Dallas is going to be joining next week? Is he going to be back from vacay? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I believe so. And that whore has been posting pictures of him and his hubby. I do want to say congratulations on three years of marriage, and they've been together for eight. And I love all the pictures that he's posting Ooh. on um, Instagram. Oh, it's um, on Instagram. Okay, I need to look. I only yeah. saw one. Well, he posted a couple pictures about um, he he probably shouldn't have, but he took a picture of Mona Lisa. Um, Why shouldn't he? Have? They say that when you take a picture of a painting, it takes from the actual coloring of it. I don't know. Oh, oh no, she's I, in a case. I'm not into she's, she's in Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into paintings and all that, but that's what they say. I don't know. Um, he took a picture of the Eiffel Tower. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for those pictures. I'm just waiting to actually have that um, hacker um, hack his phone so I can see the real pictures. Okay. I want to see them. I want to see them pictures. Well, no, and the reason why I was asking is, like, are you, for next week, are you going to, are you taking back the hosting range for next week? Yeah, I think it's a lot for him to come back and then host again. Of course. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we'll be back to I, – I don't even know what topics for next week, but I'm sure they'll be interesting. Well, you've got, a, you've got a week to deal with. You've got a week time. Yeah. I just want to tell yeah, you, David, I'm so proud word? of you. I just know I was just going to tell you, I'm so proud of you. Uh, you both have made big changes in your life uh, employment-wise. I'm so happy that you got this new job. I'm so happy that you're moving in November uh, to be close to you, and I'm just thankful for you and your friendship. And also, Kyle, I'm so glad that you're part of the family and I'm part of your family. So I just want to thank you both, and I appreciate you both more than you realize. So that's my my party part. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. And good luck to you on the move and everything. I mean, what's meant Mm -hmm. to be will will be, so it'll all work out. 
Everything works out in the way. Exactly. I believe the the path takes us where we need to be. So. All right. Well, okay. So oh, oh, and this will be the first time. Well, the first time Kyle and I, I think, are going to hear the new closing, the audio closing, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, well, I'm excited you to hear will. And um, also, just want to let you know, I have a big announcement that I was waiting till today to announce. Uh, so I might as well announce it here. Um, I'm. It, it'll be. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to say it's 98 percent confirmed. I'm just waiting for the time to be confirmed for tomorrow, but. Tomorrow, on, on air with Douglas, I have Jacob Young, otherwise known as Rick Forrester from The Bold and Beautiful, coming on to on air with Douglas, and I will let you know the time as soon as he gets back to me today. So I'm excited because it's the first time he's ever been on one of my shows, so I love when there's a new person on my show. So I'm really excited about that. So any Bold and Beautiful listeners out there, come on over So uh, and check that out tomorrow. Make sure you follow at on air with Doug to get the link with that. So thank you for uh, letting me announce that. I'm done. Yeah, and, and he was actually, um, he walked by me in Boston, and I had to do a double take. He is fine as hell in person. Oh, my God. They used to say that he looked like Brad Pitt. He looked better than Brad Pitt. Oh, my God. He may be a little short, but he is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. So I'll just right. let you know that. Okay, so that's it. Until next week, thank you guys for coming on, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks. All right. Have a great, great week, everybody. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.